0: Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time you are tuning in, welcome to homesteading and gardening in the suburbs. I'm Emma from Misfit Gardening and moving to a new home is always crazy, right? Whether you're moving just down the street, in the same town, the same state, a different state or even a different country, believe me, I've moved a lot and I know. Um, And this last move has been interesting, uh, to say the least. Um, Having an old home definitely comes with its own set of unique challenges as you go through a remodel. Um, This week alone, we have had um, a very exciting week. Um, We have had backed up septic systems, um, a kitchen that was home to several families of mice, which have now been evicted. Um, I don't even know what is scrabbling behind the walls that's driving the dogs crazy on a night. Um, but that's been a, a lively <laughs> few evenings for sure. Um, but as we're going through and unpacking, like my mind keeps drawing back to our yard and how the garden's going to look and how we're going to be making that garden. And luckily, moving has given me a very large supply of cardboard to start the garden with. So in today's episode I wanted to talk about a sheet mulch or no dig garden. So let's talk about what is sheet mulch and uh, sheet mulching is a term that's used for basically you lay down different materials over the ground in different layers to decompose and build garden soil. Um, This type of gardening is also known as no dig, no till, composting in place and lasagna gardening. Um, It's a really great way to build the quality of your soil and many um, sheep mulching gardening fans have like heavy clay soils, stony soils or even sandy soils and this method of gardening helps them to grow a productive garden without having to dig. Um, And there's lots of different materials that you can use in this type of garden right anything that will break down can be used in this type of gardening so think about what you might put in the compost bin this type of gardening can use similar items so let's run through some common materials that are used in sheet mulching and why they're typically used Um, so number one's cardboard since i mentioned that i have a ton of it right now and everywhere that i look in my house i see boxes so it's pretty fitting i should start here um cardboard boxes when broken down and laid flat on the ground um, and also overlapped to cover those splits and gaps act as a pretty good weed barrier um they block the light from getting to whatever is underneath and help keep the moisture in the soil Um, i've used cardboard to create gardens and even just as weed control techniques for years and cardboard boxes are almost always the first layer in a sheet mulch garden. Um, They're basically the base that everything else is then placed on. Now top tip here, wet cardboard mostly stays put i say mostly because if you're in a very windy area then it's going to blow regardless um but it mostly stays put for most of us um and removing as much packing tape as possible as you're putting them down is gonna save you in the long run from having bits of plastic tape blowing around your yard later as that cardboard decomposes okay The next thing that often uh, comes up in sheet mulching is newspaper and paper. So kind of like cardboard, um, paper, think things like brown packing paper that come in boxes of stuff that you've bought um, on the internet Um, or even newspaper um, are used very readily in this type of sheet mulch garden they break down quicker than cardboard does and if you use them in thicker layers they can also help to block out some of the weeds um, for weed blocking you really need like the whole newspaper and preferably fold it over so it's a thicker layer and it works so much better if the paper is damp because again you're going to reduce that from being blown away typically glossy magazines or junk mail aren't put in a garden because the chemicals and the inks and stuff that they use to make them um, can leach into the ground but some people are not overly concerned by that and use them anyway so it's totally up to you if you want to use those in your garden I mean if you have you know a massive collection of random magazines somewhere that you want to just use um, and you're happy to use them then you do you right that's that's the beautiful thing about gardening right you grow how you want to you put into the ground and into the soil what you want to and that's okay right there are as many different ways to garden as there are people on the planet so you do you when it comes to your garden um number three is autumn leaves Now, as I'm recording this, it's fall, and boy do we have a lot of leaves here in New England. Um, Even in the drizzle and rain, it is still beautiful, Maine, with the gorgeous red, yellow, and orange hues of the trees. It is so beautiful, and every time um, we run into an issue (laughs) with the remodel of the house or unpacking, I just look outside and look at those beautiful trees and remember that, you know, there is beauty in everything. And when it comes to leaves, um, leaves are one of the key ingredients to a lasagna garden. And sheet mulch gardeners typically love fall because, hey, we've got free materials to use in our garden. And if you think about it, trees are pulling up nutrients from deep within the ground that they then um, get to use as those leaves decompose. So in fall, when those leaves are all coming down, they'll start to break down and release those nutrients um, to the soil for other plants to use, right? Trees, leaves, great sources of recycling. And forest floors are often very deep, spongy soil that's full of nutrients and life. Certainly when I take a stroll around the wooded areas on my property, I see life all over from, you know, different ferns and things that are growing, the moss that's growing, you know, the various understory plants that are there, even down to the fungi and the mushrooms that are growing. It's it's a very diverse um, microclimate that's happening there and a lot of it's driven by the soil. So when leaves are added to a sheet mulch garden they break down slowly and they add humus to the soil and that helps to improve the soil texture. It raises the amount of organic matter that's in that material and it helps to improve water and nutrient retention. So they're a great resource to add to your sheet mulching. And number four is compost and manure and I've kind of Blump these together Um, compost is really alive with microorganisms that are going to help turn these once living materials yes cardboard and paper were once living and they you know contain a lot of cellulose um, from plants Um, And they break down pretty slowly and they have a lot of carbon in there. So having compost, um, you know, in your lasagna garden, it adds nitrogen that help to start breaking down those sheet mulch materials that are high in carbon, right? Like the paper or the cardboard or straw or leaves or, you know, any of these things. Um, manure contains much more nitrogen than compost but not everybody wants to use manure and that's totally fine um it's not really necessary for a sheet mulch garden either like Again, you know, you do you, right? If you want to use manure in your garden, that's totally fine. If you're happy, you know where that manure is coming from, you're not worried about it coming from a source where, you know, they've got broadleaf pesticides and stuff in it that's going to ruin your garden, you know, and you're comfortable using it, then use it. I'll be honest, when we had chickens, I used um, manure, right? I had it readily available. I often used the chicken manure, in creating the garden or adding it to the compost. Right now, I don't have any birds, so we're not going to be using it. I'm starting to compost already with scraps out of um, the kitchen, but I'm nowhere near having enough compost to to do anything with it at the minute we've only been in this property a week um so we don't have a lot that's available um, and that's okay you know one of the nice things about kind of this sheet mulching technique is you can add to it as you get more materials um, but when we used manure i will let you know that we had to wait longer after any application of it to the plants or the garden bed before we could harvest and that's to help ensure that no pathogens though are disease-causing microbes, are passed to the plants that we are harvesting, right? Manures often contain some relatively dicey microbes that are (laughs) pathogens right they cause um diseases think like e coli right that's a very common one that is often in manure and that can be passed to the plants that you are then going to be using so you want to make sure that you've got an appropriate amount of time between applying a manure um, to the land and then your ultimate harvest and using of that plant okay you don't want to end up like giving you know people plants plants that are going to make them sick or making yourself sick from eating them out of the garden. So that's just something for you to be aware of. So let's talk about how you build a sheet mulching garden. And I love this method of building a garden for fall because winter helps to break down the sheet mulch materials and then they're ready to basically get planting in the spring so let's talk about putting this all together so at your chosen garden area you want to be laying down flattened cardboard Um, you want to make sure that you overlap it well at the edges to help reduce those weeds from working their way through the gaps because believe me they will find a gap and they will flourish in those spaces, right? And even when you very thickly um cover the area with cardboard, you're gonna have weeds that come up, okay? It's not a weed-free method of gardening, it's just gonna reduce the amount that's there. Um, you want to be wetting the cardboard to help keep it in place, um, and that's going to help kind of keep things on top, especially if you've got a lot of weeds there. And remember that when you're choosing the place to put your garden, it needs to have at least eight hours hours um, of sun preferably more um, in the summertime that's going to help your plants thrive and ripen especially if you're in a short season climate like I am right I've gone from a zone 7a to a zone 4b so It is very, very important where I'm going to be putting my garden, that I'm going to be putting it in the place that has the most sun because I want to make sure that those plants are going to ripen, right? My husband loves hot peppers, absolutely adores hot peppers. If he doesn't get hot peppers next year, then there's going to be a falling out. So I need to make sure that wherever I'm going to be situating my garden, it's going to have the most sun, right? if you've got big weeds like I do I have weeds that are shoulder length and I am five foot seven yeah five foot seven I'm starting to shrink as I'm getting old (laughs) but you know I have very tall weeds um, and there's a couple of things that you can do if you have weeds right you can trample them down right think like you know animals kind of typically um, managing pasture land right they would come through they would trample things down maybe poop on it a little bit and then things would have a chance to um, recover afterwards before the next herd kind of moved through but trampling things down actually helps to um, reduce the weeds in a couple of ways because you're going to be creating like a thatch that's covering um, some of those weeds that are in place and then it's a little bit more flatter for you to put your cardboard down. Um, A plank of wood or a piece of plywood board can be very helpful especially if it's just as wide as your beds are going to be because you can like you know flop that board down and then sort of stand on the board to help kind of press things down and then move the board along a little bit you know tamp it all down that way um if you don't have a board to help then a you know good pair of boots and uh, just work on treading things down you know taking little steps to kind of tread things down sort of marching on top of that ground's going to help but it is going to compact the soil a lot more than it would if you're using just a board. I like the board idea because I can rope in somebody to help um, and then we just kind of you know stand along the board and you're kind of distributing your weight out so you're not going to be um you know compacting the soil down just as much you can also cut the weeds first and then just let those cut tops lie right on top of the ground and then cover that with the cardboard I'll be honest, in the garden that we're going to be creating, I have not completely decided which method of that for the weed control before putting the cardboard down I'm going to use yet. Um, And the reason being is our land is riddled. And I'm I'm really not exaggerating when I say riddled um, with ticks and fleas because it has been so heavily neglected. We're trying to decide what the best method for us to um, to build the garden is going to be because we want to reduce the amount of ticks that are getting onto us as we build the garden. Um, I As I've been kind of getting out into the, the garden and exploring things you know you kind of see these big areas where deer are bedding down in the land and um, you know as soon as you kind of see those things you start to think okay there's going to be like deer ticks and things in here and oh boy is there ticks everywhere. Um, I think the first day um, when we closed on the property and I went outside like I ended up with a couple of ticks on me which was uh, another... exciting um, time for everybody Um, you know and obviously you know where we're living here in Maine you know you've got to be very careful about things like Lyme disease and stuff like that so very much a safety-minded kind of person so we're just trying to figure out what the best method is going to be for us now obviously as the weather gets colder um, you know the pest pressure and things are going to reduce so much more so that's going to going to help and one of the other reasons why this is such a great um, method to be creating a garden, you know, whilst it's, a, you know, a colder colder weather, um, we've not got snow yet, but we're still going to be able to create a garden um, and have something to plant in come spring. So once you've got your cardboard layered down, it's really a case of adding other layers of materials, kind of like making a lasagna that's part of the reason why it's called a lasagna garden because you've got these different layers that are getting put in there um i add newspaper or packing paper right after the cardboard to help block more tenacious of weeds um then i will typically lay it on full leaves and i do that again to help kind of act as like a a block but also as a layer to um you know then help you know provide a lot more nutrients and things as that cardboard is decomposing now other people um you know have different ways of building these and if you look at lasagna gardening online or sheet mulching there's so many different ways that people build them i just kind of build them with what i have available and on hand so you know let's say i have put down my cardboard i've then put down the packing paper and the newspaper that i have um I'll then lob on some fall leaves because I've got tons of them. And um, to help keep those leaves in place, um, I would then, you know, I would kind of add some water to help kind of things... Stay there, and then I would add compost, um, and then maybe some straw from a bale that got super aware and then more compost again. Other people add layers of kitchen scraps after the drier, more carbon-rich materials. That's kind of why it's called composting in place, because people um, lay these kitchen scraps in between, and are, you know, it's basically composting um, the layers. So if you think of it as a a giant, you know, garden bed-sized. Um, compost bin that you don't have to turn that's kind of how um somebody described this this gardening method to me um and you're just kind of letting like worms and stuff do the work for you because they're coming up from the ground they're breaking things down and taking it into the soil so some people add the kitchen scraps um you know, then a layer of compost or topsoil. Um compost or topsoil are typically the last layers that are placed on the sheet mulch and they can often be a thicker layer. Twelve uh, or six inches to twelve inches is not uncommon and the thicker your um top compost and topsoil t- or topsoil oh my gosh I can't talk this morning um layers are the um the earlier you can get started with your planting right and you know these top layers of compost or topsoil that's what's going to be planted. So they're often made deeper um, to allow your plants to be able to grow and get established while the other layers are breaking down. And you want your sheet mulch layers to be thick, right? You want your cardboard to be pretty thick to help kind of block out those weeds. And you want, you know, to have plenty of materials that are in there because as those layers decompose, your bed is going to shrink down. And this is totally normal. Like I said, worms and other um, creatures that live in in the soil they're going to be taking those materials down into the soil and then that's going to be improving and opening up um the structure of the soil and it's going to start becoming more spongy and your garden's going to thrive better each year I was chatting with my neighbours across the street and, you know, they've got this relatively new um, no-dig garden that they've had going for, I think she said that it's been going for about three years or so. And, I mean, I've seen the soil that we have here. It's very rocky. It's pretty sandy and then you hit clay pretty quickly Um, and you know, one of the things that she's noticed in having this type of sheet mulch no dig is just how far you're able to then dig down, you know, like being able to dig out potatoes, um, has been getting, you know, more of a, a, um, exploratory, um, Kind of task each year because those potatoes are growing lower and lower, and um, because they're able to, like roots are able to penetrate so much deeper because that soil structure is opening up so much more. And as um your soil structure is improving, your plants are going to be able to go deeper. They're going to be able to pull up better nutrients from the soil and you know if you're using these kind of intensive gardening techniques of green manures and stuff you're really going to start to see you know uh, a real improvement in how your garden's going to be thriving and things that are going to become available um, in terms of nutrient use so how thick should your layers be in a sheet mulch garden well it honestly depends on how much materials that you have available two inches thick is usually the minimum four to six inches is where most gardeners um, you know build their sheet mulching layers some do more if they have more materials others do slightly less and for cardboard i really really would recommend having at least two layers of cardboard so if you think about like a cardboard box you've laid it flat that would be one layer so I would do at least two of those and I mean looking out in um, my garden given all the weeds that are out there um, I would probably be looking at maybe three maybe four layers deep just to really make sure that um, I can have a decent block of uh, light before those weeds would start coming up again and that's okay it's really kind of understanding the land and things that you have if i was just putting this out on you know like a suburban backyard like thinking back to where I lived in Utah and it was just on the grass that was there I probably only would have needed maybe you know one layer maybe two at the very most of the cardboard and I could probably get away with you know being on the lower end for building those soil materials and having sheet layer uh, sheet mulch layers at you know maybe four inches thick um, and then the topsoil layer being six inches thick, because there wasn't a lot of weeds and brush and vegetation <laughs> and things that I was having to deal with. Um, but really, you know, it's what do you have available and how big a space do you need? Because if you if you're trying to do a bigger space and you've got very limited materials, you might actually be you know doing yourself a, a more of a favor by having a smaller space and making them a little bit thicker and then working on expanding your garden throughout the season instead. So let's talk about how soon um, you can start to plant your garden because really once your um, layers are in place um, you'll want to be watering that sheet mulch garden that you've created because it's going to help keep things you know from blowing away, and it's going to help start the decomposing process. Um, I really like to use bokashi tea in the watering can, so that's the juice from the bokashi bin um, to help really get things started, adding in some microorganisms and help start that decomposing process because we want that to happen. Um, but just plain old water is okay. But the thick, if you've got like a thicker compost or topsoil layer, you're going to be able to plant or sow seeds a lot earlier and that's what i tend to do i tend to do you know that final layer of topsoil or compost or a mixture of the two a lot thicker I don't like to have bare soil. It's an opportunity for plants to come in and get established before my planned plants do. Um, Seeds are a lot easier when it comes to planting your sheet mulch garden. They're going to take time to germinate, to grow. The roots have got to start working down towards the layers. And as those roots start working down, you want those lower layers to be decomposing and releasing nutrients. But without being you like overly fresh at decomposing right if you've got you know Um, rapid decomposition that's happening you're going to be very flush with nitrogen which is going to cause your plants to die it's also known as like they're being hot Um, and they have like way too much nitrogen that gets flushed into their systems and they just end up dying off which is very frustrating for a gardener so that's why I like to have things take their time and which is why for me doing this type of garden in fall um, is way better, right? I will build a garden and then I tend to scatter straw over the soil or the compost layer to protect, help try to protect it from the rain or the snow. Um, I've also been known to just chuck on fall leaves on top to help protect things and that gives us an opportunity to just kind of let things decompose, Right. it's going to be a lot slower over winter um, but things are going to be breaking down and then come spring your garden is ready to roll and plant now i have done these types of gardens in spring in very early spring and then plant them up but one of the things that i did was number one use seeds and when i was doing transplants i made sure to put those transplants in the thickest part of the garden bed and even add more compost and uh, topsoil to those spaces so the roots had a chance to kind of work their way down before they were hitting those layers which were going to be decomposing so that's a tip there you will find though with this type of garden that the following season is often better because more of those you know, heavily carbon containing materials, like the papers and the cardboard and stuff like that, those have started to break down much more and released more nutrients into the soil. So this is definitely like a really great method of gardening to improve the soil over a period of time without having to dig. So let me know in the Facebook group if this is a garden method you are going to try. And until next time, I hope your garden grows beautifully and I will see you all next week.